Alright, so five times forward in the verbal. Large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, brain. 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 Now five times silently. So, all right, so we're going to move into the large intestine. It's large because of its diameter. The color is white. It's like an upside-down U, like a thick snake. The direction is found both above and below the waist, located in the abdomen area, and bordered by the small intestine, the digestive organs in the back. The large intestine is a five-foot-long canal that connects from the end of the small intestines to the anus. It is the last part of the digestive system. There are three parts, the transverse, the ascending, and the descending colon. The function of the large intestine is that it takes up to 30, 32 hours to finish up the remaining processes of the digestive system. The large intestine absorbs vitamins that are created by the bacteria inhabiting the colon. It also absorbs water and compacts feces and stores fecal matter in the rectum until it's eliminated through the anus. Large intestine. So as we go through these parts, and this is really getting into our guts area, and it may evoke different feelings physically, mentally, emotionally, and it's all part of the practice. And we're not trying to present this as a, a negative nor as a positive. It's just what it is. The large intestine, this is its description. This is its function. This is what it does. And, of course, it may evoke, on one hand, a lot of personal things about it. Or it might just be as impersonal as this is its function. This is just description. It's... Just a just a part of the body, reflecting more of the selfless nature of things. And so honoring it all, if things are coming up personally or impersonally, large intestine. It's part of the body that helps to. Um, digest uh, the last part of the digestive system. Large intestine.
course, when we go in for a medical exam, they can check the colon, colonoscopy. For its health, often recommended by the time you're 50 to begin this procedure. If we're in person, I could actually show you some um, pictures of my large intestine that I asked my doctor to give me. Large intestine. Now let us uh, gently shift from the large intestine to the small intestine and the color is also white and it's also shaped like a very long coiled snake and found both above and below the waist and located in the abdomen and bordering the large intestine, the other digestive organs in the back. And it's interesting that they call it a small intestine because it's actually 33 feet long. And so the smallness is in reference to uh, its diameter, but its length is much um, longer. If you remember, the large intestine was five feet, but the diameter is much bigger. So the small intestine, 33 feet long, if you unraveled it, 33 feet from the duodenum to the large intestine, and the small intestine aids in the breakdown and digestion of solid and liquid foods and allowing the nutrients to pass into the bloodstream. So our small intestine, this 33 foot long canal is responsible for the breakdown and the digestion of the solid and liquid foods that pass into the bloodstream all these nutrients, the small intestines. It's amazing to imagine that within this body can hold a 33 foot long canal. small intestines 
really getting into the guts. Just allowing and acknowledging whatever might get evoked physically, mentally, emotionally, personally, impersonally, small intestine. Of course, if your mind wanders off, kindly bringing it back when you recognize you've gone. Small intestine. And now gently shifting from the small intestine to the stomach. And it's interesting to say that the color of the stomach is actually clear or transparent. So, for example, if tonight you had spaghetti and salad, it might look kind of reddish and, and greenish. So the color is whatever color it is of the food contents. Its shape is like a J-shaped pouch. It's found above the waist. It's located in the upper left of the abdomen between the esophagus and the small intestine. It borders other digestive and elimination organs and the back. 
The stomach is a muscular organ that is sac that is like a sac-like pouch where food is deposited via the esophagus. In humans, the stomach has a relaxed, near-empty volume that can expand up to about one quart of food, but will hold as much as one and a half quarts. The function, once the food is in the stomach, gastric juices, hydrochloric acid, break it down for about three to four hours and then it's turned into a cream-like liquid called chyme. And this chyme is later moved into the small intestine. And as mentioned prior, that it you know goes into the bloodstream, it aids in the break the large the small intestine aids in the breakdown and the digestion of these solid and liquid foods, allowing the nutrients to pass into the bloodstream. So the contents of the stomach go into the small intestine for further digestion. It's also interesting to say that the stomach has to, has to produce a new layer of mucus that coats the lining of the stomach every two weeks. Otherwise, because of these powerful acids, the hydrochloric acid, the stomach could actually digest, it could actually digest itself. And so the, here's a wonderful use of mucus. Mucus has many, many uses, and one of them is that it lines um, the stomach lining. Stomach. So just sensing into the stomach, this upper left of the abdomen between the esophagus and the small intestine. Stomach.
stomach. Just honoring again and acknowledging whatever it evokes as we sense into the stomach. Any of the more personal sides of things connected with memories, thoughts, history. Or perhaps the more impersonal, this is just its function and what it does. The body. Stomach. And now let us just gently shift from the stomach to feces. The normal color is brown, and when ill it can vary from yellow, green, or black. It can be hard or soft, tarry or liquid. Its brown coloration comes from a combination of bile and bilirubin that comes from dead red blood cells. The shape is like small tubes of mud. The direction found below the waist located is the location of solid matter excreted through the rectum and anus. The delimitation is the large colon and the anus. The word feces comes from the Latin meaning dregs. Feces are sol solid particles of combinations of food residue, bacteria, and mucus. Here again, mucus. Human fecal matter varies significantly in appearance depending on the diet and health. Normally it is semi-solid with a mucus coating. Feces often contain 50% energy of the original food, which means that all of the food eaten, a significant amount goes back to feed our ecosystem. Many organisms feed on feces, from bacteria to fungi to insects such as dung beetles, and they can sense these odors from long distances. So yes, maybe as humans we might have a, uh, an avoidance of the smells of feces, but for dung beetles it's kind of like a, ooh, it smells like pizza, it smells good, it draws you in. And it's interesting, yes, 50% of our feces is uh, has, still has uh, energy into it of the original food of course there's many colloquial terms from feces too many f for me to name here but I'm sure that we know many and there's also terms such as dung scat spore or droppings that are normally used for animal feces 
Stool is a common term normally used in reference for human feces. And there's actually a study or a science is called scatology that helps scientists and anthropologists and physicians by studying feces they can tell where a person lived or visited what type of diet they had and you also can detect ulcers cancers parasites as well as bacterial infection from feces feces can be used to help diagnose bowel dysfunction and provide vital information from a crime scene from the DNA within the cells of feces. Function feces, it's solid matter that's excreted through the anus. Feces. So no doubt for all of us, there may be personal things get evoked. Probably never imagined we'd be meditating on feces. But also there's the impersonal part. It's, it's the elimination of food that's no longer needed by the body, but yet it still supports the ecosystem. Feces. Now let us gently shift from feces to the brain, which I know is quite a jump. 
And, um, you know, I know that um, actually it's interesting that sometimes scientists refer to the digestive system as the second brain, but it's interesting with its placement here. It's also interesting to say, just so you know, that if you do some research around the 32 parts of the body, you might find some lists that actually have 31 parts rather than 32. And what's considered is that the brain is actually placed inside bone marrow. So it's very kind of interesting to consider, like, you know, like we know bone marrow is like in the, the, the soft areas within, the, you know, the, in bones. And you think, well, we've got a big skull and inside is marrow. But actually, we call it the brain that consists of the colors of white and gray. And it's a small, uh, soft like melon. It's found above the waist, located in the cranium and boarded with the skull. The brain is the center of our central nervous system. It is more complex than the most powerful computer and has over 100 billion nerve cells. The brain weighs three pounds with the consistency of soft tofu. Most neurons in the brain are firing five to 50 times a second. The brain is approximately 2% of of body weight, yet it uses 20 to 25 percent of the body's metabolic supplies. So even in deep sleep or coma, the brain, the brain is on. It's like a refrigerator. It's always on. The function of the brain is composed of neurons consisting of gray and white matter. The brain is the command center sending impulses up to 170 miles per hour down the spinal column and then throughout all of the nerve endings throughout the body. That's why perhaps we get a little stub our toe and so quickly is the messages sent within the central nervous system. And you can say yes that that web of the nervous system extending from head to toe to fingertips centering though of course in the brain is its main center. And it's interesting to note that studies have shown through MRI functions that the way that we intentionally shape our internal focus of intention in mindfulness meditation practice induces a state of brain activation during the practice. So with repetition, an intentionally created state can become an enduring trait. This is why we sometimes say the neurons that fire together begin to wire together. And this type of research is based on long-term changes that are found in brain function and structure through these enduring traits. This is the fundamental property of neuroplasticity, how the brain changes in response to experience. Again, the studies have shown that the way we intentionally shape our internal focus of intention induces a state of brain activation. And with repetition, bringing the mind back when it goes off, bringing the mind back, being able to sustain our awareness on the object that we're bringing attention to, that this intentionality creates a state that can then become an enduring trait. 
And again, this is reflected in long-term changes in brain function and structure, the fundamental properties of neuroplasticity, how the brain changes in response to experience, which is potentially very exciting that we can train our mind. Through repetition, we can sustain our awareness on the object and develop deeper and deeper concentration that affects the concentration no matter what we do. We applying this field of attention. So the brain. Sometimes a sense if we kind of think that we think that we think with our brain and now we're bringing our thinking into the thinking itself, into the brain. And of course in the Dharma sometimes even speak about that the heart of consciousness is in the heart as well. So perhaps we're learning how to bring this heart and this mind together. It's actually not too far of a distance, the brain to the heart, yet it's perhaps a lifetime to learn to integrate them both. But for now, with the brain, right, in between your ears, inside your cranium, is this brain being present. And now gently withdrawing from the brain and 
And just acknowledging tonight large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, brain. And of course that these parts are of course connected to all of the other parts within the 32 parts list as well as many, many, so many more not on the list, but all connected. And may we just deeply understand that this body is the vehicle that we live inside of and the pathway to greater awakening, insight, wisdom. So may there be a humble and sobering and deep appreciation for this body. This is the only body we will get in this life. The importance of caring for it. So support us to grow with wisdom and it's a very big distinction than just getting lost in the enchantment of the body. And that it affects our worth or self-esteem but may we just have deep appreciation for this fathom-long body and for its thoughts and emotions that lies our world. So may there be peace. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.